And welcome to The Smoke Break. We are here every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Shady Pines Radio as well as Pretty Dope Experience Radio. I'm your host, Joel Palzay, here with Brent Lowry. Hey. Yo, there he is. And and Rochelle Cochran, a.k.a. Dirty Racket. Hello. Welcome to the show. Thank you. You didn't ask my nickname. (laughs) What is your nickname? Dirty Brentley. Dirty Brentley. That's it's my, official. That's my the, rap the, name. That is going to be the name that we address you by for the rest of the episode. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> on this week's episode, we're actually talking about people pleasing. Um, it's a tricky thing. Uh, a lot of people fall victim to it. Uh, some people are not bothered by it. Uh, where would you say that you land on the scale of people pleasing? Where do you want me to land? <laughs> where, <laughs> where do you truly land? Where do you truly feel like you land? Uh I think I generally am trying to be well-liked and I will do things that people from the East Coast especially roll their eyes at when I do them. Oh, fuck. Yeah. You got no spine. <laughs> Pandering. You know, I just want to be liked. So I, I people please a lot. Okay. Okay. What about you? Rochelle? I definitely people please to a fault. Like, I don't know how to say no to people. Yeah. Actually. Double book myself quite a bit because I okay. also just she actually didn't want to be here I, today. <laughs> I need to be somewhere right now. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I just want people to like me, and I'm afraid if I don't say yes, they're gonna be like, I no don't more like opportunities you anymore. anymore. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You said you said no to one thing. That means you said no to that, everything, right? Exactly. Yeah. I don't know if you guys do this too. If you ever have anybody give you like body, bad body language or say something that's like kind of ambiguous, yes, will you that ruminates and like stays in your head? You're like, why did I? Wow. hundred percent. hundred percent. Like I, I go back through everything that people say, and I'm just like, yes, it was a sentence, but did it have another sentence hidden inside of it? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I have a, I have a bad tendency to, to do that. Um, um, I would say that I'm a people pleaser as well, uh, but it's something I'm trying to get away from because I feel like it's something that's holding me back because, you know, being being well-liked is something that's, uh, you know, I think it's necessary in society, but I don't think it's like the only way to exist in society. Mm. And people like somebody who doesn't give a fuck you know it's like, a cool thing to do it's a it's a cool it's a it's a cool personality trait yeah they don't like when in that person doesn't give a fuck about them but mm. the general air of like i do what i want if that person doesn't like me they could suck my dick there's other people watching that that are like ah yeah i like that i wish i could yeah, be that yeah definitely so you, do you think that like um not being a people pleaser like has its perks as well yeah you can do whatever the fuck you want <laughs> Yeah, and you don't go to sleep like, oh, I said something wrong to that guy. You're just, you're just like, I'm me. And then you go to sleep <laughs> and, and then you fall asleep. That, that's, yeah, that's all I need is to just be able to go to sleep and be like, I'm me. I mean, honestly, I'd probably sleep a lot better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, when do you find yourself people pleasing? Um, On stage a lot, I think. Okay. Um, I'm afraid of saying the wrong thing on stage because I want the whole audience to like me and never want to divide the audience. That scares sure. the hell out of me. Um, when people invite me to things, I always want to make sure I say yes. Um, like I, I'm, I'm awful at confrontation too. Like I don't, mm. I, I, I never ever want to be in the middle of any kind of argument or dispute or confrontation. I'm very much like, I, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. What about what about you? I think when there's a power dynamic, when somebody is uh, of higher status than me, I tend to go harder on people pleasing, which, you know, is a weird way to like size people up. And go, Can I get something out of this person? I should please them. You know? Yeah, but yeah. I don't want to be disliked by somebody who has um, opportunities. That yeah, and that's like a pretty. It's not a great. No, but I mean, I, it's, it's realistic. I think it's, it's like when I, when I find myself, you know, maybe trying to be something that I'm not, it's because I'm trying to impress, you know, somebody who I believe to be of, of higher stature, you know, it's like this person is, is cooler than me. They have uh, more things. So like to be liked by a cool person means that I must be cool. Right. Yeah. It's validating. What's yeah. funny is that's so apparent from their perspective and mm-hmm. it's not, it's very like, it's off putting. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, and you're afraid that cool person might tell all their cool friends about you, and you're not going to be liked by anybody up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I definitely, I, I feel like it's, it's kind of like a trap that you, you, you kind of 
fall into because you're just like, I need to be liked by this person because if this person likes me, then this group of people likes me, then da da da. And it's like a domino effect of like just slowly selling parts of yourself until <laughs> you're fucking universally liked but hated by yourself. Until you're empty. Right. Yeah. The only person you should really be worried about pleasing is yourself. Ideally, ideally, I think I think that's it, that's the idea that we all want to go for. But it's I think it's harder than that. Well, and people use that rationale to be very toxic sometimes. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of got your angle with that. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's it's very toxic because it's like you can't like the the reason they say that like um you know like we we want to be liked so much is because like in society like cavemen if they weren't liked then they were out of the tribe and if they mm-hmm. were out of the tribe they were eaten by wolves yeah. so it's like that we have that same like if i'm not liked then i'm out of the tribe which means i'm eaten by wolves reaction to every single cringy thing that we say or do mhm yeah it's sure. biological mhm Definitely, definitely. Um, so what do you feel like is the thing that like is sacrificed most when you try to people please? What I want to do. I mm. think what I really want to do, how yeah. I really want to spend my time. Yeah. Your authenticity, which is like what people are generally drawn to. And if they're not, then those are the people you're like, well, that doesn't matter. If my if me being authentic draws some people, that should be enough. But I think what gets sacrificed is your authenticity which yeah. is very especially in what we do it's very valuable well yeah and i think that like authenticity is the thing that people like appreciate the most you know like more than somebody who's well liked by everybody it's it's i would rather like somebody who not everybody likes but i know is real than somebody that everybody likes that i'm like that person's fake as fuck mm-hmm. yeah most people probably feel that way yeah yeah, yeah. you think so mm-hmm. yeah there's people who you're like well i don't feel like i even know that person even if they're well liked you know but if you, it, there's people who are outsiders to society, but it, they're transparent and you feel like you know them through their art or through your discussions with them. And those are people that you can trust and like, you know, get behind. Those are people that can inspire you. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. I think that's a, that's a really good point. Um, I think there's a lot that gets kind of sacrificed when you when you take the part of yourself that makes you you and you make that not you because you feel like a different you is what people are looking for mm-hmm. you know do you have a chalkboard for that one uh, i'm gonna have to draw a lot <laughs> of, of arrows there's gonna be something that pops up on screen um but yeah basically just just the idea that like even if a fake you is liked then you, the you won't like that person sure you know yeah you can your integrity is probably what gets sacrificed yeah definitely definitely um, so have you ever changed a life pursuit, uh, because of somebody else's wishes? Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of a boring story. Uh, in college I wanted to be in sports marketing, but my okay. parents really convinced me to go into accounting. And so I majored in accounting so that I would never not have a job. Um, and that part rings true, but I lost my soul. So, yeah, yeah, I lost my happiness. With what that. Uh, What did you want to do with sports marketing? I was really into sports swish? back then. Yeah, I wanted to like talk about sports and you know work for Nike and and stuff. That's funny. You're like, I sold my soul, but I wanted to work for Nike. That's what. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is sort of in the industry of soul selling. <laughs> I wish I could have sold my soul to Nike. (laughs) I would have got way more money selling my soul to Nike. Uh, But I, I, I can, I can relate with that with just kind of like the, you, you do something because you think it's what somebody else wants, but Mm -hmm. like, it's not ultimately what you want. So even if you're good at it, it's not fulfilling. Yeah. I was, I'm not good at accounting either. So (laughs) yeah, but I didn't say that you weren't a good accountant at accounting, (laughs) but it's because you're a soulless. It's true. It's true. The best accountants have a little soul <laughs> it's true what about you um like, no i don't think i have actually like you haven't I, sold you you haven't sold your changed soul? what i what i changed do. the pursuit, pursuit because of some somebody else's wishes maybe in terms of like relationships but in terms of career uh no i was a popcorn salesman for seven years that was not because i was trying to please anybody other than myself yeah uh, i thought it was fun you know um and it was funny to tell people that I was a popcorn salesman. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. was the most fun part of your job as a popcorn salesman? So there was a, a, an era where it was just me 
and my buddy Ryan, mm -hmm. who was a huge stoner like me. So we would just get high as shit <laughs> and go get free samples all day of popcorn. And we would have like little games we would play. That's we would dope. go to certain cities in San Diego where um, they were Spanish only. Like there, it was a border city in El Centro. And it's like 75% of people walking around are speaking Spanish. And I spoke Spanish for four years in oh, high school. Wow. Oh, wow, okay. Well, I learned, I took the class. I didn't sure. really speak it that often, but I got good enough to it at it that I would use it in these Spanish only stores. Okay. Nice. And I came up with this character called Señor Palomitas, which oh meant Mr. Popcorn. <laughs> and Ryan, he didn't speak Spanish, but he he let me call him Queso Blanco. And he was like my <laughs> oh white sidekick, my and together God. we ran this popcorn booth, <laughs> where like at first people. I'd be like, hola, como están? And they'd be like a little skeptical at first. Like, I remember sometimes people go, how do you know I speak Spanish? And I'd go, que? <laughs> 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 but I'd be, like after most of the time they would go with it and see, oh, he can conjugate his verbs. He knows yeah. what he's, he's listening. And so we made this job that was probably like just a bullshit job going to this area where like it might be tough to kind of sell popcorn um it was like right the main source of the economy was a prison so like mm. it's people who oh, wow. live there because they either work at the prison or they have um a just gotten out of prison in prison that <laughs> yeah. they want to be near that they can visit yeah. it's not people who have a lot of like disposable income for gourmet popcorn but yeah. When you make the thing a party, my whole philosophy was if you can make somebody laugh, you could sell them popcorn. So we kind of had fun with it. And we like. Yeah, that's a good philosophy. That's awesome. We made that work. And uh, this was all to say most of my pursuits have not been like uh, rewarding financially. But like yeah. comedy, you know, that's that's not soul sucking. You know, mm -mm. it reminds me, though, of that James Hartenfeld joke he does sometimes where he goes. I don't even like comedy. I'm just here because my mom makes me. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, he would say that. That's so fucking good. No, but I, I think that, you know, you were meeting people where they were at. You know what I mean? Like, you're just like, hey, this is your language, you know, like, and there's a certain amount of like people are attracted to that. Like, even just you trying to like meet them where they're at. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. But I think that it's also really cool that, you know, a lot of your pursuits, whether they've been financially rewarding, like they've been rewarding to you and you've made a, you've been able to make the most out of them. And I'm grateful that my parents who have never like put that extra pressure on me to do something that would be they could tell their friends about and be proud of, you know, they're yeah. proud of the fact that I, you know, march to the beat of my own drum or whatever, you know, the, yeah. the cliche is. Yeah, yeah. So that's nice. That's sweet. Hell yeah, Papa Lowry. I'm like, that's so I'm sweet. like the Cochran's. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. They seem like nice Talking people. about you, dad. <laughs> just kidding. Um, so why do you think people, people please? <sighs> to be liked, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's that whole... You don't, just, want, you don't want to be an outsider. You don't want to yeah, be alone. Yeah, so like a fear, so maybe like a fear of like being an outsider. Yeah, and it's also probably what you see a lot of. I think yeah. people who aren't people pleasers probably have role models and parents who went their own way and maybe weren't the most likable, but were somebody that they respected. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you had that relationship with your parents? Because um, you're somebody who I look up to as not being a people pleaser, so I assume that there was somebody that you looked to for something similar. I don't know. I feel like both my parents are like relative. They they know how to turn the charm on and like you know people please, but uh, huh. yeah, I don't know. I, there was no. I think I generally defer to trying to make people like me. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, it looks like I'm looking up to the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I think you're a people pleaser, are you, Brett? More or less, kind I mean, of a little bit. I have been booed three times in the last That's month. That's right. But. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, that month. that that means that you you were you're somebody who's such like a good joke writer that like I think that you if you were ever booed it was because you said something that you wanted to say not because you said something that was like well that just kind of came out. Thanks, I appreciate that. The perspective I'm trying to lean in on more is like. Look, some people are not going to like the subjects or the way I'm talking about them. So if I just stop trying to be universally liked or like, quote unquote, a good person, then we can stop judging whether or not I'm good and just 
am I funny? Which is really the main thing on stage. Mm -hmm. yeah. I can be a good person off stage, but I don't have to present the most socially person. conscious person on stage mm -hmm. as long as I'm not promoting like hate, you know? Yeah. yeah. yeah My favorite quote in the world, and you can live by this, I live by this, you can be the juiciest peach in the world, but there are going to be some motherfuckers out there who don't like peaches. You know what I mean? Like yeah. You can't please everybody all the time. Amen to so that. You be that cute little peach Thanks. Right? Yeah. <laughs> thank you all right well we're going to take a real quick commercial break and we'll be right back with the smoke break we're here every sunday from 9 to 10 a.m on shady pines radio as well as pretty dope experience radio drink yerba mate cheers to you my friends you're listening to shady pines radio my name is nate and each friday at 9 a.m i bring you burnt cough all things northwest and tour and acts only on Shady Pines Radio. Thanks for tuning in. And we are back with the smoke break. Um, so for this portion of the smoke break, something I want to talk about is uh, finding your voice. I feel like it's a, not the easiest thing. I feel like there's a lot of stumbling that kind of that comes along with, you know, just speaking even, you know, like you, you have to say something to find out if it was the right thing. And then after, even after that, you have to evaluate and decide what's was, the, was that what I wanted to say or just how it came out? So um, what's been your experience with finding your voice, uh, Brent? Um, are we speaking? Could be comedy, could be just your voice in general. Okay. Yeah, that was my question. Um, I'm so sorry. No, no, no. That's Was that, it? It was, it was. <laughs> I had that question too. So I think it probably helps to find, it's probably not too credible if you say you found your voice on stage, but you haven't found it as a human. Yeah. My guess is that one flows from the other a lot more naturally. Yeah. Um, so finding the people around you or, you know, that, that help you, you know, you know, the people who support your authentic self, Yeah, having more of those around and, um, being yourself off stage can really help you probably find your voice on stage. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I can definitely say there's been times where like I've felt like the person who I was off stage carried on to on stage because I was just in such a relaxed mood that like as soon as I got on stage, I was just like, oh, I'm just going to take that energy that I just had a second ago with my friends and then go and share that with the audience. Yeah. So. And those sound a lot different than the ones that you sound like, oh, I was in my head during this. I sound like... Um, I don't sound like me. The, you can listen back to your sets and go, oh, that's what I want to sound like. Yes. Versus, you know, well, that's a little. Uh, but sometimes when you're like a host, you have to play up that energy and mm -hmm. be like bigger than you actually feel or are. Yeah. And stuff yeah. like that. But yeah. um, where I am at with finding my voice is probably closer than I was. I feel like I get closer every year. And I especially feel that ever since I've been in Portland. I feel a group of our community is unique in that it's incredibly supportive um, on and off stage. Um, so there's a group of people that like kind of just embrace, oh, you want to be one of us? Cool. Like, um, and that feeling of showing up to a bar or a mic and not worrying about, oh, that guy doesn't like me. That guy doesn't like me. Yeah. Just knowing like, people oh, I can fist bump kind of everybody. And, yeah. and like, maybe I'm not super close with this person, but I have respect for them. And they seem yeah. to have been, they haven't done anything to piss me off either. Um, that's true for like 99% of the places I go now. And yeah. that helps you just be a human uh, well, get you bring that out on stage. Yeah, it gets you comfortable enough that like when you do get on stage, like if you're something I, I guess I always tried to do is like before a set, like I would try to like if I'm doing like a showcase, I would try to make friends with people in the audience because it's easier to go up in front of your friends than it is to go up in front of a bunch of fucking randos. Yeah, mm -hmm. I check people in for the don't tell shows. Um, just the way the staff is like I'm the one who's doing it on my phone. So I've found that that's given me a way better read on like when I then go up and host, mm -hmm. I've already greeted all these people and talked to them and looked them in the face. I know half of their names because they, they told me them like, yeah, there's already a closeness. Yeah. There's already that, a rapport going. Yeah. yeah. And it's almost like cheating when you go on stage. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, it does help to know. And yeah, or or be just genuinely curious about a few people in the audience that maybe you could play with when you're on stage and ask yeah. questions. But yeah. Yeah. What about um, you, Rochelle? What's, yeah, what's been your experience think, with finding um, your voice? Because you're, you're doing music, you're doing comedy. I mean, that's a lot of voices to find. <laughs> yeah, I would say I'm still very much, I think, finding my voice. Like, I always want to be evolving and growing. And um, and uh, for a long time, I feel like I wasn't really able to be myself with my voice, you know? Like, it's only within the last couple years that I, like, have talked about being gay and, yeah. like, my girlfriend. Um, and... That like I I feel like a completely different person than when I was like five years ago even, um, but being it being out uh, and being my genuine self has definitely been easier to find my voice obviously. But so I, you think that like coming out gave you like it made you feel a little bit more authentic? Absolutely, yeah, um, yeah. I was hiding. It's it's such a big part of who you are, you know, like. Uh, I didn't come out till 2017. I went to church until 2019. Like I was very much in it, you know, the whole Catholic thing um, and breaking free from that and not worrying about what my family thinks of me on stage or what I say on stage has been the most free, free experience of my life. And so it's yeah. really enabled me to say whatever the fuck I want and how little, I feel. It's a combination of our two topics, basically. Yeah. 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 Well, I, yeah, I, I can kind of see like where the the people pleasing is, is it leads you to not be your most authentic self. Therefore, the self that you bring to stay to the stage isn't that's not you yet. Yeah, like I had family members tell me like as soon as you came out, Rochelle, you went all the way to the gay side, and I was like, well, like I've been holding back for so long, like I finally can, you know, like yeah. one of my first songs I ever wrote was called Lady Boners, and my family <laughs> fucking hates it, but. Um, but hey, it was me and <laughs> I, I loved it. So. Yeah. But that's, that's, that's part of you finding your voice is like, yeah. is, is being able to like, okay, how do I want to present myself to the world? Mm -hmm. You know? And, and sometimes I feel like when we're finding our voice, it can kind of come out in extremes, you know, like, yeah, I like with me, like I'm, I'm trying to, I'm also trying to find my voice. And I would say with like talking about like, <laughs> what are you laughing about? I keep thinking about Rochelle's grandma listening to lady. owners. <laughs> My grandma, my grandma likes that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's the exception it's so to the rule. Funny, her playing it and be like, "All right." <laughs> but I was <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. You're Shout good. out to you, grandma. Um, but no, I would say like with finding my voice, like I, you know, like mental health is something that I talk about, but I don't want it to be the only thing that I talk about. But for a while, it was the only thing where I would go into a set and I'd be like, da -da 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 -da, and I'm just like hammering people with all of this content, and it's like. The thing was, is before that, I never talked about it at all, you know? So it was like, it was, I went from one extreme to another of mm -hmm. like trying to find my voice. So I think in finding your voice, sometimes it takes going to an extreme. Yeah, it builds up you, inside you. Yeah, you know? exactly. Mm -hmm. it, ta it takes going from to an extreme until you can find where like a happy medium is. Mm -hmm. Which is like anything you bring out on stage for the first time, you know? Yeah. It, you have to refine it. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And you have to be willing to re refine it. You know, if you think that the the first thing that you said the first time was the perfect thing, then you're not willing to grow. Yeah. And then there's certain things where you're like, oh, well, this is saying the same thing twice or this is this joke's very much like this. What if I only needed one of them or yeah. combine these two things? You know, mm -hmm. like that comes from just saying it a bunch. So you might come out at first, which is oh, all he's doing is, you know, uh, race jokes it's like mm. well that's because you're trying to discover how to say something that's important to you mm -hmm. so you know in the process you might um, have people be like it's a lot it's too mm -hmm. much but it, it, when it's ready and it's right it'll be just the just enough that's what mm -hmm. you know yeah yeah that's that's so what the of, hope is with finding your voice and so much of what we do on stage at least is experimenting in front of people and failing so finding <laughs> your voice at home in a mirror doesn't work. You have to kind no. of find your voice in front of strangers and by it not going well sometimes. Yeah, so, yeah it's scary shit. Yeah. Yeah, no, it definitely is. I, I would say that, you know, finding your voice is 
<sighs> Man, I've I've had a really hard time with it because like as as somebody who raps as well, it's like what do I, what do I want to rap about, you know? Mm-hmm. And like how do I want to rap? And what's my flow? And what's the the tone of my voice? Like I'm trying to figure out all these different things and it's like ultimately all I want to do is express something, but like if I haven't found the way to express it my in my most authentic self, then like it's never going to come across as authentic as it truly is. Mm-hmm. I mean, what uh, that <clears throat> authenticity should be like one of the main things you're chasing. Because when you have it uh, and it's not too different on and off stage, then all of a sudden you're getting way more inspired by ideas off stage because they, oh, that's how I would say it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm the same on and off stage. So when I think of something funny off stage, uh, oh, that would work just like this as a joke. It yeah. takes less time than when yeah. I don't have a rubric or like a, you know, a standard. Mm-hmm. Then it's just, oh, I think, do you guys think this is funny? Oh, that's funny cool i'll keep it versus when it is all coming from you you're like well that's funny and authentic and if you like it perfect now i'll keep it yeah yeah no i definitely think that probably that... the same with rap yeah yeah thinking well bars bars yeah <laughs> thinking bars drinking bars you thinking bars uh i'm sorry that was so stupid uh so who helped you so a lot of people like when they're trying to find their voice they they emulate somebody else something i heard was uh imitate until you can innovate mm. Uh, do you feel like there's anybody who was like that for you? Um, Maria Bamford, I think, okay. growing up was someone yeah. I really like. She was one of the first comedians I ever saw on TV, and her ability to do act outs and impressions and like move more on stage is something I really want to do more. And honestly, Joe Coy too. Joe Coy, um, yeah. The both a lot yeah, of energy. Just I want to, I want to have that energy. I want yeah. to, oh, I want to be a spectacle on stage. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. stand there. I want people to be like, Oh, I'm missing half of this by not being able to see what's going on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's a really um, good value. I think. Yeah. What about you? Cat Williams. Cat Williams. Okay. okay. Yeah, I was gonna say you seem very cat cat esque. I was like, would that be funnier or Wanda Sykes? What would be funnier? To say? Dude, I don't know. I've always like I've tried to keep m- many different like um, influences in terms of like watching a lot of different professional comedians mm. because I don't want to sound like one. Yeah, you know? exactly. Mm-hmm. If I sound like a bunch of different ones. Maybe yeah. I do a little. Then you sound like you, Bill yeah. Burr. Yeah, if you sound like the ones that inspire you yeah they should be bringing out different parts mm-hmm. of you of you and sometimes that is somebody that looks like you and sounds like you sometimes it's somebody that doesn't look or sound anything like you so that cat jo- williams that was a joke <laughs> that was a joke but it's also probably true there's some comedians that look and have completely different experiences than me but i'm like I like what they're doing. Yeah, like and, like for me, that's Bill Burr. Like mm. where I'm just like very we we look we 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 even think very differently on certain things. But yeah. there is there is an influence of that that it's just like no, I appreciate how real he is. Yeah, you know? he's one for me for sure. Um, uh, overall, though, yeah, I mean, it hasn't been one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, mm-hmm. You wouldn't say that it's been one, but like finding your voice has been kind of the process of finding multiple voices and then figuring out how that makes you more authentic. Yeah, and I think it is important to at least watch people who are excelling in the field that you want to pursue because maybe you're not going to find somebody who sounds exactly like you, but if they've found success, they're doing something right, and if that resonates with you, that's something to follow versus just watching open mics. I don't know if you watch just open mics, you're going to start to sound like an open micer. Sure. But it's important to watch like real comedians when they come through helium or Netflix specials, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. to keep a professional influence, you know, to aspire to. Okay. Yeah. Didn't they say, <clears throat> well, I read this book called grit. It's really good. It's about not quitting okay. and just sticking with it. And they said once TV was televised, wait, what? Once basketball was televised on TV, the bar for how good you were at basketball went all the way up because people were watched. We were able to watch these professionals day in and day out, and they mm. learned so much by just watching. And so, ba- people playing basketball have just gotten better and better and better just from watching. Oh. Yeah, yeah. No, <clears throat> so I, I think there's a lot. What to- Brent's saying is true. Like it's it yeah. really pays off to watch the pros. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think that's that's a really good point to to bring up is that there's a lot of growth that can happen. And if you can see it as like potential for your own growth instead of being mm-hmm. like, I'm not there yet. This person's there. Duh, duh, duh. You know, if you can just see that as like, 
but they got there, so maybe yeah. I could too. Exactly. One yeah. day that'll be me. Yeah, you know? exactly. And I think that's also why it's cool to watch people live because when you watch their specials, it's the it's flawless. It's everything they wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. But when you watch one of your favorites struggle, then you're like, oh, they have weird moments too that they either find a way out of typically or yeah. don't. But either way, it's encouraging to be like, oh, it's not, you know. They're mortal. They're yeah, they're mortal. Yeah. I think that's important to see or go, how how would he get out of this? Maybe that maybe I could do something similar when I experience adversity or yeah. get booed. <clears throat> Yeah, by some bitch in North Bend. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> you are all good, but we are going to take a real quick commercial break, and we will be right back with the smoke break. We're here every Sunday from nine to ten a.m. on Shady Pines Radio, as well as Pretty Dope Experience Radio. Springtime is almost here, and like the flowers, we hope you bloom where you decide to plant yourself. Do you have a small business, or have you been thinking about starting one? We are here to help you establish roots that lead to blossoms of success and all other dad jokes and bad metaphors. Reach out for a free 30-minute consultation to discuss your business legal needs or branch out and attend one of our upcoming The More You Glow seminars. These are community-oriented learning events that focus on all sorts of small business and nonprofit topics. Tickets are sliding scale, $5 to $20, and you can visit our website, rationalunicorn.com, for more information. That's rationalunicorn.com. Through all the seasons, we do community business law for everyone in the community. And welcome back to The Smoke Break. Uh, We are here with uh, our musical guest, Dirty Racket. So uh, welcome to the stage, Dirty Racket. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, The first song I'm going to sing about is about, uh, it's actually, uh, it's about what you wear in the summer. My favorite shoes are my, uh, my Tevas. My girlfriend calls them my sex flops. And uh, yeah, I'm ready to break those out this summer. Hit it, DJ. What you got in your feet? What you got in your feet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, boy. Hugging to the club or something flying my feet. Soon as you see him, yeah, you want to take a seat. Got a beer in my hand, damn, I feel giddy. My swag should be banned, all damn, it's full of sticky. Hear the music bumping, it's about to happen. I'm about to blow your mind like you can't imagine. Help you re-examine the meaning of fashion. Don't you want to know how I get on this my sex flop be giving you the bad thoughts girl sex appeal ain't the only thing that i got i know my sex flop be giving you the bad thoughts i know my feet be dripping dripping with that mighty fine sauce i know my sex flop be giving you the bad thoughts girl sex appeal ain't the only thing that i got look at my feet dripping dripping with that fine sauce look at my feet dripping feeling hot like wasabi you mad cause you ain't me you can call it cocky i already know so my swagger, the slip flop glamour. Someone give me a drink, that top shelf liquor. She up the southern velcro, come over saying hello. Yeah, girl, I like it when you're moving like jello. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, we're pursuing. Just so you know, I am very good at losing. I know my sex flop be giving you the bad thoughts. Girl, sex appeal is the only thing that I got. I know my sex flop be giving you the bad thoughts. I know my feet be dripping, dripping with that mighty fine sauce. Sex flop be giving you the bad thoughts. Girl, sex appeal is the only thing that I got. I know my sex flop be giving you the bad thoughts. I know my feet be dripping, dripping with that mighty fine sauce. Here up the floor in my sex flop. They always want more. I can't be stopped. One thing you know for sure, you're gonna be rock. I've heard it all before. I never forgot. The fine sauce be giving you the bad thoughts. No, you can't stop thinking about me wearing my sex flop. Sipping whiskey on the rock. Sex appeal and all I got. Something you should know. Money fights on! 
fast. Woo, thank you, thank you so much. Sex flops. You want me to do lady boners? Hey, the next song, let's do, yeah, let's do, let's switch it up. Let's do, can we do lady boners next, DJ? My good friend Trista Tyree is also all this song. Shout out to Trista. This goes out to all the beautiful women out there. So give me a lady boner. This one's for you, Grandma. You're giving me lady boners. Not in my car, it's a loner. And I just want to take you for a ride. I just want to take you for a ride. Running up, I might need a donor. Got my boxers wet. Shit, a lady boner. You giving me lady boners? Not in my car, it's a loner. And I just wanna take you for a ride. I just wanna take you for a ride. Ooh, I like you by my side. Committing, I'm fine. I just wanna take you for a ride. I just wanna take you for a ride. You giving me lady boners? Take you for a ride. I just want to take you for a ride. Ooh, I like you by my side. The minute I'm fine, I just want to take you for a ride. I just want to take you Thank you. Thank you so much. This next song, we're going to do dishes next. I'm sorry, I'm switching this up on you. We're going to do dishes next. Uh, I wrote this song during the pandemic. Because I feel like all we ever did was cook at home and clean dishes. This song is about dishes. Shout out to all my bitches in the kitchen doing dishes. Dishes. Look at all these dishes. Working so hard, she be loving my ambition. Yeah, dishes. Look at all these dishes. Shout out to my bitches in the kitchen doing dishes. Yeah, dishes. Look at all these dishes Working so hard She be loving my bitches Yeah, dishes Ooh, look at all these dishes Shout out to my bitches In the kitchen doing dishes, yeah Look at me scrub Look at me clean Look at me wipe now Look at this maid Look at the smudge Look at this gone now Getting all these dishes Cleaner than now Scrub it up, dub Do it all every day now Look at me scrub Look at me clean Look at me wipe now Look at the stain Look at the smudge Look at this gone now Dishes cleaner than now. Scrub it up, dub. Do it all every day now. Scrub, scrub a dub, dub. Look at all these dishes soaking in the suds, yeah. Ooh, ooh. Scrub it up, dub. Look at all these dishes soaking in the suds, yeah. Dishes. 
Look at all these dishes Working so hard She be loving my dishes yeah, dishes Look at all these dishes Shout out to my bitches In the kitchen doing dishes Yeah, dishes Ooh. Look at all these dishes Working so hard She be loving my dishes Yeah, dishes Ooh. Look at all these dishes Shout out to my bitches In the kitchen doing dishes Yeah I don't recognize him Mama taught me well and now I give him all lessons Slay these kitchen dishes in only two seconds Baby, if you're lucky, I'll come slay yours too Haters gonna say I use the dishwasher Little do they know that I'm a dishwashing monster All them soapy soap brands are trying to be my sponsor Here up in this kitchen, these dishes I will conquer Go up, scab it out Look at all these dishes soaking in the suds, yeah, ooh, ooh, scrub it up, dub. Look at all these dishes soaking in the suds, yeah. dishes, ooh. Look at all these dishes working so hard, she be loving my dishes, yeah. Ooh, look at all these dishes, shout out to my bitches in the kitchen doing dishes, yeah, dishes, ooh. Look at all these dishes working so hard, she be loving my bitches, yeah, dishes, ooh. Shout out to my bitches in the kitchen doing dishes, yeah. Scrub it up, dog, bitch. Woo. Oh my god. Shout out to my bitches in the kitchen doing dishes, yeah. Alright, we have time for one more. Fuck yeah, let's do um let's do pour me another. This song is about getting drunk after heartbreak. We've all been there. All drunk in the saloon, thinking about who I'm gonna be without you. Yeah, bartender pull me another whiskey. Lady to my left, she be getting a little frisky. Yeah, getting so drunk in the saloon, thinking about who I'm gonna be without you. Yeah, bartender pull me another whiskey. Lady to my left, she be getting a little frisky. Yeah, finding happiness in the bottom of this glass. I don't really know how to talk about the past. I have a better days, but I'm really glad you asked. Don't mind me, I'm just trying to get smashed. Bartender, pour me another all day bender. I don't remember. She a heartbreaker, repeat offender. Cool agenda, she a tear collector. Yeah. They don't joke around when they call through Wild West. No, no. Never forget it. They call through Wild West. No, no. So drunk in the saloon, thinking about who I'm gonna be without you. Yeah, bartender, pour me another whiskey. Lady to my life, she be getting a little frisky. Yeah, getting so drunk in the saloon, thinking about who I'm gonna be without you. Yeah, bartender, pour me another whiskey. Lady to my life, she be getting a little frisky. Yeah. Drunk in the saloon, thinking about who I'm gonna be without you. Yeah, bartender, the pour me another whiskey. Lady to my left, she be getting a little frisky. Yeah, getting so drunk in the saloon, thinking about who I'm gonna be without you. Yeah, bartender, the pour me another whiskey. Lady to my left, she be getting a little frisky. Yeah. Thank you, thank you so much. Thank you so much. That has been Dirty Racket. Uh, we are going to take a real quick commercial break and be right back with the smoke break. What's up, everybody? It's late. It's Anna. And we have a show for you called The Outhouse. It happens every Sunday, 7 to 8 Pacific Standard Time on Shady Vines Radio. It sure does. We got a lot of country music. We got a lot of shit talk. Lots of shit talk. So come on down. Treat it like it's your church. Every Sunday, we're here for you. Amen. See y'all there. And we are back with the smoke break. Uh, thank you so much, Dirty Racket, for, for gracing our ears. You're very welcome. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it looks like it took it out of both of you. No, I'm fine. <laughs> I could dance. <laughs> 
for days, but that was electric. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, thank yeah. you so much. Thank you, thank you. It was Absolutely, all fun. yes. Give me your flowers. Give Very me your fun. flowers. Thank you. Dirty Brentley still's got juice. Dirty so. Brentley still got juice. He I'm can a dance. Juicy peach. <laughs> juicy Brentley. Oh my God! Those two callbacks. Those two callbacks. One episode. You folks are getting bonus this one. Um, so we're gonna wrap up real quick. We're just gonna talk about hope. Ooh, hope, 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 hope. I hope my hope. grandma doesn't see me dancing to Lady Boners. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a tiger um, in it. No, that's a. I think that hope is something that's it's important to have, but it's important not to misplace. Um, and that, that is one of the the harder parts. So, what do you think is the importance of having hope? You're not sad all the time, maybe, I think. Sure. Uh, I mean, don't they say that optimists live longer? And you can't be an optimist if you don't have hope. Sure. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, hope. Uh, hope helps me. But also, me. if life sucks, why would you want to live longer? You That's true. <laughs> That's coming from a pessimist. So, you know, I'm just like, wait, optimists live longer? Good. They deserve it. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> because when life sucks, it can only get better. <laughs> just like when things are going good, brace yourself. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm like, I don't know. It's all roll like a roller coaster. It's yeah. always darkest before the dawn. Yes. <laughs> I hate it when people say that to me. I knew yeah. a girl in college named Hope Hanselman, and okay. she isn't that a great name? She ended up being a news reporter. Yeah, it's like a, oh, okay. It's like that's, a classic. You would have to become a news reporter with that name. Yeah, that's a great name. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's not the hope you were talking about. <laughs> but I smoked a bowl while Rochelle was rapping. <laughs> Well, I hope uh, that was a, such a corny segue that uh, no, I, I guess like what about you? What do you think is like the importance of hope? Whether, you know, it's whether it's important to have, whether it can be misplaced. I think it's important if you can get out of bed every day without it and pursue whatever you're pursuing. I guess that would work, too. But uh, hope can sometimes keep you going in dark moments, which. Mm -hmm tend to happen along the route like along the way yeah so um it's easy to get out of bed when things are going well yes it's hard to get out of bed when they're going badly and you feel like crap mm -hmm. but if you can somehow maintain some hope that they're gonna improve maybe yeah. you can put one foot in front of the other and, and take a walk that day or yeah stop you know playing video games that day or do something small yeah. that starts to move the ball in the right direction. So, well, I think it's just the belief that things can be better, you know, mm -hmm. that like the th the way things currently are isn't the way that they'll always be. You know, I think yeah. that's a lot of what hope is. It's just like, yes, it's bad today, but it doesn't have to be bad tomorrow, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's interesting like what do you hope for when things are going well? That they stay going well or mm -hmm. is that worrying about them going bad? What Hoping is they don't go bad mm -hmm. is mostly what it is. <laughs> is that a hope or is that a worry? Ooh, ooh, mm -hmm. that's a good question. It's, Can it be both? Yeah. Can yeah. you if you just maintain hope that it keeps getting better? I guess it could be both. Mm -hmm. Yeah, hope is momentum, I think. Like makes you want to keep going. You know? Yeah. How would you? I, how I don't know how you would misplace hope. Is there a, a such thing as misplaced hope? I like I, I guess there there it's is a great question. Yeah. No, it is a really good question, and it's some it's something that I kept bringing up. I was like misplaced hope. I I guess that with me, it's you know making sure that like I'm putting my energy towards the right things, mm. you know, and making sure that like if I am going to hope, if I am going to use basically like this extra reserve of like. Uh, you know, motivation that like I'm placing it in the right spot, you know, because there there are some situations that are hopeless, you know, as as hard as that is to hear. But at the same time, I think that you know, if you can put your your hope into the right area, then it's not it's not wasted. I guess it's not never really wasted. Go ahead. I think there's misplaced hope. Yeah, when you can hope when you hope for hopeless situations, which definitely happen, especially when they involve other people. Mm. Yeah. Um you can put hope into a person treating you right or okay. um, yeah. you could put hope into a person coming around to loving you or liking you and yeah. that can go wrong, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah. So your hope does have to match your reality on some level. Like you can hope that your stand-up career takes off, but if you're not also like matching that with some effort and like discipline, um, hope can just be this way of passing time and being lazy. Um, yeah, and yeah. thinking that you're doing work by like just hoping that it, it that you do the work or hoping that it gets better. Mm -hmm. So yeah. yeah, it does yeah. have to, hope is a great com component of 
success, but it's not. It it, it has to be paired up with something else, you know. Like, yeah, and yeah. it has to match. It has to. Yeah, your actions somehow, have to align with it for sure. Some self awareness mm -hmm. has yeah. to be a part of that. Well, yeah. that's a great question too, because you sometimes can not realize you're hoping for hopeless things. But yeah. I think often they 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 depend on others. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, when has been a situation where you found hope in somebody else? Like you were inspired by them? I had a friend named Hope Hanselman. <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, hope I mean, uh, my girlfriend is somebody who, um, I mean, I was single for like maybe 12 years. Sure. So there was this sort of kind of starting to accept maybe nobody would like love me. Oh, sure. and, and so getting, being myself and then being loved for it gave me hope that like, oh, maybe there's lovable things about me. Maybe I could be loved. Um, so yeah, that's been big. For the yeah. record, you're very lovable. Just Stop so you know. Yeah. Um, Came here to shower you with compliments. Dirty yeah, racket. Yeah. Um, probably this is gonna. This is also kind of sad. Uh, hope in my parents, like hoping that they'll still. Uh, ooh, am I gonna cry? Uh, love me. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think I was gonna cry. Um. Yeah, and they do. They do for the record. But, yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I hope they see how much how good you are what you do and how much like joy you put into it so i mean they did Thank something you. right they, they did they did do something right no they're, they're good people um yeah and they've come around a lot so yeah well it's it's kind of that putting hope in other people and, <laughs> yeah. and you know they, i think that sometimes it can be wasted but sometimes you know if you are patient with people that they you can give them the opportunity to come around and show you that they they aren't the people that you were afraid they were yeah I think we exactly all, i think we all hope to be understood no matter what we are and so like maybe you your hopes can't be specific actions from certain people but like if you like we've said in the first two topics are pursuing your authenticity you would hope that people through that process at least understand who you are and then what, what decisions they make about you Mm -hmm. are out of your control but i mean the people that made you should you would hope that they see some of themselves in you yeah for sure way to put a through line through all the topics we did yeah, yeah, yeah that was well impressive. done that was, that was great <laughs> yeah yeah threaded the needle <laughs> yeah. no I, I i think that you know that it hope is hope is an important thing for me just because you know uh, there's more bad days than there are good days and on the days that are bad like i have to remember that it was good at one point and i have to believe that it can be better than it is right now yeah so but at the same time you know i think that you know having just a, a healthy amount of it you know because there's there are going to be people in our lives that we hope have understanding for us they don't, you know, there are going to be people in our lives that we, we hope can see our most authentic self and, and enjoy that with us, but it's not always the case. But, you know, the flip side of that is that there are people who can see you and can know your story and can understand you and will through and through give you more reason to have more hope. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, no, I, I appreciate you sharing that. Um, so like does goal setting, sorry, I did not mean to cry on this. Podcast. No, no, really there's sorry. actually an episode. This is call not called the cry break. Okay? No, no, this, there's literally an episode <laughs> called the one where Zane cries. And <gasps> really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It was, there was this, uh, youth advocate who was talking about, um, just working, working with like these youths that like people had just kind of given up on and just showing up and just being like, Hey, mm -hmm. like this person is fucking trying. This person is fucked up. I am both aware of that, but I also see, and it's like, that's what happened for me when I had gotten busted for meth is mm -hmm. I was like, my life's over. Nobody gives a fuck. Like I've, I've done the, the, I fucked up as bad as you can fuck up at, at the time. And I just, I had given up so much and just to have somebody show up and, and be like, no, like you, you should have hope. Like mm -hmm. and and people should, should have hope with you, you know, be supportive. And it f fucking made me cry like a baby. Aww, so don't, same. don't, yeah, don't feel, don't feel too bad. You're in great company. Thanks, um, but so with, uh, with hope, how do you feel like goal setting kind of ties into that? Um, do you feel like it's important to like set goals and like maybe reach like little things so that way you can have the belief that like the bigger things are possible or? Yes, definitely. 
because I'm going to say it again. When you accomplish small things, it gives you, it gives you momentum. It gets that ball rolling. It, it makes you go, okay, if I can do this, then I can probably do that. And you push the goalpost farther away until you fucking get your Netflix special, baby. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Definitely. But uh, small goals definitely help achieve the bigger ones because that's all a big goal is. It's, it's an accumulation of smaller goals. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's definitely a really good way to put that. Mm-hmm. What about you? I don't know. Like, I'm always setting goals that I look back on and go, like, oh, that was ambitious, you know? Like, mm-hmm. But then what's <laughs> funny hopeful. is certain parts of my, like, visions for vision boarding, you know, will end up coming eventually. Like, so n- rarely in the time frame that I set you know Mm. and sometimes uh, pursuing a number so like with such tunnel vision that you even if you achieve it you might get to the end and be so burned out Mm. that you're like what did i do that for Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so making goals has always been tricky for me because it's almost it almost feels better to just pick like broad visions of and you can get specific with like what your vision is but then just pursuing the next thing that feels right yeah and just letting that like rochelle said kind of pile on to Mm. what you can achieve and then all of a sudden you look and you're like oh man i used to visualize like when i heard kyle kinane move to beaverton i was like oh man we're gonna get him to show up to this mic and he's gonna and then we'll wink blah 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 and it never it didn't happen the way i wanted to but like it's been three years since I heard that, and I just got to do a show at the Liberty Theater in Astoria with him and Drew Wilson McGrath, and it was this moment yeah. where you're like, it did happen in a way cooler way than I imagined, and it took longer, but like, you know, you keep visions broad, and then the world will surprise you with how it actually happens. That was also on my fucking vision board. In college, I would listen to Kyle Kinane while well, shelving books. I was a yeah. bookshelver, and yeah. I was like, one day... I would love to be on a show with Kyle Kinane. And then he drops by my show at the cruise room one day. And he was like, and I was like, I can't believe this is real life right now. Yeah, that was like 10 years later, but yeah. it happened. Yeah. 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 Well, I think we have just, a lot in common. We do. <laughs> we fucking love Kyle Kinane. Well, I think just being open to the way that, like, you know, hoping for something, but being excited for other things. You know, like if you if you can hope for one thing and being excited that it happens, maybe not the way that you planned it, but it that it happened at all. I feel like kind of like reinforces like, oh, okay, this wasn't a useless thing to hope for. It just, you know, it may have seemed helpless or hopeless in the moment that like I was originally asking for it. So, yeah. No. It's very important to write them down too. I know it's very like people say this all the time, but it's very important to write down what you want in life. You know, yeah. there's something magical about putting your hand to a piece of paper and seeing your goal for sure and just getting out and moving toward what you think will make it happen Mm -hmm. because even if it's wrong you'll figure out that it's wrong but if you just stay inside vision boarding it that's all you'll do yeah 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 definitely no Mm -hmm. i'm i'm definitely like a a a list maker and i i have a I have lists about lists I should make. Like I just, I'm, I'm, I literally fucking take up all my time, like trying to to plan for this thing and then end up not doing any of it. When it's like having the plan is important because it means that like I can see like, oh man, I remember when I wanted this and now I have this and like I never thought I would have this and I never, you know, what I mean, like right. the you you can see your growth kind of happen. You should get Chat be Chat GPT. We were talking about it before the show, yeah. but like lists it's good at lists mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. well and i think just direction because it's like i need that kind of like you know what, what did you say like an associate producer you know what i mean just like somebody else like another brain on the topic so it's not just me looking at it being like ah, i don't think it's possible so yeah and you can annoy like your friends would get annoyed with repeated silly questions but you could ask it a bunch of things like and it won't be like you already asked me that. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was like a therapist that doesn't get annoyed. <laughs> no, that's super dope. That's super dope. Um, so before we wrap up, uh, let's I'll ask one more question. How do you use your values uh, to continue to stay inspired? We got we got one minute to, before we wrap it up. You're like, damn it! I thought I was nailing this podcast. I know, I know. Came in with the heavy question, Rochelle. You um, how use my values? I think the most important value is to be kind and to um, leave people feeling better than where you found them. I think is like how I want to inspire and be better. Yeah, yeah. Can you say it again? <laughs> how do you use your values to? Uh, how do you use your values to continue to stay inspired? 
Mm, try to listen to the voice that is deep in your head and it tells you know you, i don't know i don't like to do what other people tell me to do so if i just do i don't know it should her answer was way better i, mean, it, <laughs> I knew it was good. gonna i knew it was gonna be better too I don't, um i don't know my values i just love making people laugh i feel like that in my head, I'm like, that should be enough. I know that you also mm. should be kind and leave people feeling better. <laughs> and I'm like, but in my head, I'm like, if I make them laugh, isn't that going to do yep. that? Yeah, already? you are. Like, like you're leaving them better. Yep. And then yeah, I perfect. sell them popcorn. Yep. Hey, perfect. All right. Okay. Well, that's been the smoke break. We're here every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Shady Pines Radio, as well as Pretty Dope Experience Radio. Thanks I've been so your host, Joel Paul Zane, here with Brent Lowry and Rochelle Cochran. Thanks for having us, thank dude. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you.